0: It's Jeff Hudson. Welcome to Relational Gravity, the podcast that helps you measure, understand, and build the relationships that make you and your organization successful. Today we're going to talk about my childhood dog and the incredible power she had over trains. We'll talk about hospital food, and you'll learn what dogs, my dog in particular, and food have to do with customer satisfaction. So first, let me tell you about my dog. My dog, Brandy, was a mix of a St. Bernard and a Newfoundland, so she was a big, hairy, drooling dog. And she was an outdoor dog. We lived on five acres, and we probably lived two to three miles from a railroad track. Now, the incredible thing is, my dog could make trains whistle. Now, to understand this, you just have to understand my dog. If we stood out in the backyard and we watched her, she would sit down, her ears would twitch a little bit, and then she would start to bark. And if she did that for, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds or so, suddenly you'd hear a train whistle in the distance starting to blow. So she had this great power to make train conductors pull their whistles. Now, we'll explain a little bit more about how that happens in a minute, that there was this clear correlation that anybody with a set of eyes and ears could see, that when my dog barked or howled in the distance, suddenly you'd hear that train whistle. So, let's talk about customer satisfaction and how that has to do with anything regarding dogs. For nearly 30 years, I've helped organizations measure and manage customer satisfaction, and a lot of that work has been with hospitals. Now, one of the keys to measuring customer satisfaction is to understand the various ways your customer, or in the case of a hospital, their patient, encounters hospital services and hospital staff. This could be the phlebotomist who draws your blood, This could be the nurse who checks your pain scale and delivers your medications for you. It could be the food that's delivered to your room, and it could be the physician who stops by your room to examine you and ask questions, see how you're doing, and answer your questions. So let's talk about how we measure satisfaction, and we'll use hospitals as an example. There, we would have a survey that asked what your overall satisfaction was with a hospital encounter. This could be if you had uh, back surgery, which I had a few years ago. It could be that you were in there uh, having a new baby. So various different kinds of interactions with a hospital, but nonetheless, many of the same types of people and professions are those things you interact with. So we would ask your overall satisfaction. We would ask your satisfaction with the nurse, for instance. Did the nurse have enough time to take care of you? Very often in hospitals, nurses are extremely busy, and they can leave you with the impression they don't have time for you. Then when that tray of food arrives, how was the food? Did it taste good? Now here's the problem. Let's say the food arrives and you've just had a special kind of surgery and the doctors put you on a clear liquid diet. Do you really think that what you get served is going to taste good? If you're on a special diet, it could very well be that the food tastes as good as it can taste, but it doesn't taste good. Or if you're sick, maybe nothing tastes good to you. So is it fair to ask, how was the food? So one of the things we learned in hospitals is that there were things that would routinely get low scores on a satisfaction survey, and food was one of those items. So when you would look at your food scores and people say, well, I didn't really like the hospital food. There's a lot of things hospitals can do and do to improve the quality of food. These days, you go into a hospital, they'll even let you order off of a menu, and they'll deliver it to your room when you're ready to eat it, which is something that would have been unheard of 20 to 30 years ago. But it's because hospitals care, and they want to improve your satisfaction. But the truth of the matter is, when you go home from the hospital and you're talking to your friends and your family about your hospital experience, Probably the one thing you're not going to do no matter how good it is is rave about the hospital food. Instead, you're going to talk about those things that were most important to you when you were in the hospital. And those were things that said was the staff attentive to me? Did they manage my pain well? Were they polite to me? Did they answer my questions? And one of the things we found in healthcare that was very important was was my doctor accessible? And when he came in my room, did he have time and take time to patiently answer the questions I have. We understood that doctors know a great deal and they know a lot more about your condition than perhaps you're going to understand depending on what your condition is. But we also understand that you need to know and when I was in the hospital, I wanted to know what is going on with my body. What do I need to understand? I have questions. And when a doctor takes time to answer those questions, we found that patients really appreciated it. Now that didn't mean the doctor had a lot of spare time. But what it did mean is that the doctor was patient and managed that interaction with you so that he made sure or she made sure that the questions you had were answered. And that makes all the difference in the world. So when we would measure satisfaction, we would correlate things. So let's talk about correlation. What is that? Correlation is when my dog begins to bark and the train conductor immediately feels the need to blow the whistle on his locomotive. Now, we all know the reality here. The reality is, my dog probably heard that whistle before I did, and the correlation was the train whistle and the dog barking together. But when we want to know what causes something, we'll be talking about regression analysis, and I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that because I don't want your eyes to glaze over. But the truth of the matter is, which caused which? Did my dog barking make the train conductor blow his whistle, or is it conceivable that perhaps the train whistle caused my dog to bark. Now, one of the things we know in correlation is that the two things happen together, and we can only guess which is the thing that causes the other. So I think it's reasonable to assume that it wasn't really my dog barking that made the train whistle blow, but it was probably the other way around. But with math, all we know is that there's maybe a one-on-one relationship there. So the same is true when you begin to look at satisfaction surveys and you have a question that's an overall satisfaction, and you have a variety of questions related to satisfaction with your physician. Did your physician have enough time to answer your questions? Did your nurse believe that she had enough time or he had enough time to answer your questions and provide you care? So what we can do then is begin to go beyond correlation to saying which of those questions were most likely to result in you having a high overall level of satisfaction. Now, why is this important? It's important because somebody's interaction with their physician, that score may be higher than the score they gave to the hospital food. But if you put your precious time and resources into saying, let's focus on the lowest scoring item on our satisfaction survey, and perhaps it's a hospital food, if you don't know that by improving that hospital food, you're going to improve overall satisfaction, then you may put a lot of effort into improving the quality of food and maybe actually see those scores increase, but only to find that your patients really didn't have an improvement in customer satisfaction. Why? Because the thing they wanted most was to have time to talk to their physician. So how do you know what that thing is they want most? Well, the truth is, with your satisfaction surveys, you can use math. You can use statistics to find that out. So why am I talking about this today? I've had a number of people who I've done customer satisfaction surveys for Ask me, why is it we shouldn't just immediately scramble to raise the lowest item on our satisfaction survey? And the truth is that might be important. The other truth is that the people responsible for providing that service may well have the time and ability to increase that score, in which case, go for it. That's the right thing to do. But if you want to boost your overall satisfaction, if you want to improve your customer engagement, avoid the risk of responding first to your lowest area of satisfaction. I'm not saying you shouldn't care about these areas. But your best chance at building satisfaction, engagement, and brand loyalty is to focus on the areas that your customers care most about. Now, how do you know that? It's not necessarily the lowest item on the survey, but it's the one that once you complete your correlation and regression analysis is the one that says if we improve this, then our customer satisfaction will improve, their brand loyalty will improve, their engagement will improve, And our mission to serve people will improve. So, does this sound too complicated? Visit relationalgravity.com and contact me. We'll get you pointed in the right direction. Thank you for listening to another Relational Gravity podcast. Remember, it's about relationships always.